Welcome to the Be Transformed podcast, where we're having ongoing digital discipleship conversations about when and where the kingdom and the culture collide. Episode 43, Delighting in the Lord. So recently the Lord put delighting in the Lord in Monica's heart. And so before I pass the ball to Monica, I will say that in the New King James, we find the word delight. It appears 62 times, but only twice in the New Testament. So this is a very, very interesting thing. Now let me just get into... um, What does God delight in? And the answer is you. So God delights in you and he delights to deliver you, says that in the Psalms. So he takes joy and pleasure in freeing people. So that's one. And there's another one where in Mark um, 1, at the end of Mark 1, Jesus is interacting with a leper. And the leper basically says, I know you can, but I don't know if you will. And he says this word, I will. And when you study that in the Greek, it means that before he asked, the answer was already yes. And that he actually has joy and he's like happy to do it for him. So the Lord delights in healing The Lord delights in uh, delivering people, and he delights in the steps of his people. He delights in his people. This says that the prayer of the upright is his delight. Um, You you know, so there is is this thing that God has for his kids. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that the main thing we have to remember is that when Jesus came to reveal God, Father was always at the forefront of that understanding and I think that that's very important in our day. I know that people had uh, absent fathers, abusive fathers. I know that um, our society mocks fathers. But Jesus came to reveal the Father and to adopt sons and daughters. And so in that context, he delights in his people. And so, Monica, like, give us more of like what was in your heart, like why you wanted to share on this specific topic. For sure. So I felt the Lord just speak to me in that moment when um, Pastor had texted in the group chat that we have for the podcast just saying, hey, any ideas on the next episode and what we can chat about? And I just heard that. And I think it's something that I'm very much learning how to do. And I think maybe that's why the Lord wanted to open up this conversation. We have two two seasoned um, men of God. And um, I think me sometimes being on this podcast or a lot of times being like the voice of someone who's new to discipleship and um, really um, in the early stages of, you know, my, my walk with the Lord. So to me, delighting in the Lord is something that didn't happen overnight even though the Lord encountered me in such a radical way and just oof, grabbed me out of so much darkness and just totally um, turned my life around and brought me so much peace and so much joy and so much freedom. It was a process, of course, of getting to know him, of understanding his character, of learning to discern his voice, of shedding the old um, and taking on the new. 
And I think a part of that growing in intimacy with him has been learning what we're talking about. That's learning how to delight myself in him. There was a period in my, at the very start of my walk back with the Lord, you know, it was a, it was a prodigal son situation for me because I, I, I did have a relationship with him as a teenager, but there was just so much I didn't know. And I was very young, um, at that time. And, um, I coming back to him, there was so much religion and legalism there. And, um, there was this like kind of like formulae, formulaic idea I had of what it meant to spend time with the Lord and what, you know, my time in the secret place would look like. And the Lord really had to break that. And um, in the process of getting that broken down and learning how to just flow with the spirit and with his leading in terms of how I pray, how I seek, how I worship, how I, I read the word, um, I think that process of learning how to really find that that fullness of joy in his presence that Psalm 16 talks about um, was something that I just kind of learned through that experience. So I say all that to say, I think it's easy for sometimes new believers to approach, um, you know, the secret place and um, just time generally, you know, in the presence of God, even, you know, um, I keep saying the collective corporately. Um, it's uh, it's a whole nother thing to learn how to um, go to him and know that it's a, it is not striving. It's not a formula. Um, it is just simply being with him. That is is what being with the Lord is all about. So um, I was just looking it up. What's the true meaning of delight and uh, what's the definition of delight? And um, it's to gain great pleasure, satisfaction and happiness. Like that's the dictionary definition. And I just learned that another meaning of the Hebrew word for delight is to be soft and tender. And I think that's something that the Lord does to us as we grow with him. Mm -hmm. It reminds me, I was watching a cooking video today and you know, when someone's making like a nice, like crispy chicken or like chicken parm, like they're pounding, they're pounding with the, with the meat pounder, that chicken down, you know, and it's like, that's what he does to our hearts. Mm -hmm. He tenderizes our hearts. And, you know, I came in with again, a lot of this religion, legalism, um, and that was almost something that um, was bound up in a lot of fear as well. We know what the Bible says, that perfect love casts out all fear. And I think it was just the love of the Father um, being poured over me that melted away that fear. And that also shook that ground for that religion and legalism to be taken away. And just to be like, wow, like all he wants like is me. like, And all he wants is time with me. And it's not a matter of quoting the Bible back to him. It's not a matter of praying, you know, A, B, C, and D. It's not a matter of reading this many pages in the word or, you know, singing this many songs or spending this particular amount of time every single day. It's just a matter of being fully present with him and in finding joy in him because um, as pastor said, he delights in us. Um, and it's like that father, that understanding of God as a father, like it's like a father delights in his children, like anything that they do, like they're going to draw some crazy looking thing. They're going to draw some scribbles and they're going to show it to their dad. And the father is going to be like, that's, amazing. that's beautiful. Like you did such a good job. And it's like, that's exactly how we are with God. Like, it's just like, we have nothing special to give him everything special that we have. He gave to us. So it's like, it's not 
a matter of performance. It's not a matter of striving. Um, yep. It is a matter of the posture of our heart. And um, again, I think that's something that's fostered over time as we fall in love with him and as we go to trust him. Um, and I think for me right now, I'm in a season of definitely just growing intimacy with the Lord and really just being like, wow, like I am in love with this man called Jesus. Like, and he's been speaking to me so much about that too. Um, what does that mean? And, um, and, and what does that say, um, about just who we are, like our identity as children of God? So yeah, that's kind of my whole, my whole process, my thought, my journey that the Lord is taking me on and understanding what that, what it means to live in that delight in his presence. That's awesome. You know, I really like, I resonate with what she's saying. Like when I first got born again, you know, I was really wicked. And uh, I got saved by the Lord saying, you really, really need me. And I just fell on my floor, you know, <laughs> on my knees. I started like crying out to God. And the first thing that I learned in my journey with the Lord is how to seek God. So I would come home, turn on worship, and I would lay on the floor for hours, for like legit two, three hours. And it wasn't like I was trying to do it. I just was sobbing and repenting and crying and worshiping. And um, Joanne McFadder, an old school prophetic lady, if you're old school, you know who that is. If you don't, you can check her out. But she just made this song just about like, I wanna be where you are. And I would just weep and weep and sing that and just like on repeat, like, you know, and just weep and just cry and just repent of sins and, and things and just and I went through this for like it was like about a three month period where I would call kind of like kind of like a heavy visitation of the Holy Spirit and also conviction of sin and just really like that that was the foundation. That was really the first thing that I learned. And there is something so important about learning to seek and to spend time with the Lord. And Monica said it like this, like she learned to delight in the Lord. And I think that that is actually a real biblical idea. It may happen faster for some, but it, it is it is a thing. And so in Psalm 37, it says, trust, delight, commit, rest, and trust in the Lord. This is verse three, and do good. So we know that you trust the Lord by what you do. Do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. And so what you feed on is actually the thing that you delight in. Mm -hmm. And it says this, delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. One of the things that I saw in my life is as I learned to trust in the Lord, as I fed on his faithfulness, and as I learned how to, for him to be my joy, right? And, and the way this really, the way I personally experienced this is when the Lord opened the scriptures to me. When the scriptures became open to me, I realized something that really shook me. I realized that if all I had in this life was a Bible, I would be okay. And I had came from an ultra materialistic, money out of my mind type, you know, situation. And I remember just the Lord stripping me. There was a time where I didn't get shape ups, I just got destroyed. The Lord called me to give my car away. I mean, I just got completely destroyed. But I realized in that season that the scriptures were open to me mm -hmm. and that I could hear from God. 
and there would there would be things going on inside of me that I could not experience in this life any other way. And and the way the prophet Jeremiah said it in Jeremiah 15, 16 was, your words were found and I ate them and your word to me was the joy and the rejoicing of my heart for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. And so like your word became the rejoicing of my heart, but it was after he found them and ate them. And so the idea of eating the scroll and the word becoming flesh in us and that is that is on that is very important you know if you're going to delight in the lord you have to first feed on his faithfulness mm. delight yourself in the lord and as i delighted in the lord the desires of my heart changed and i know i i noticed that in relationships where there were people that i would never have been friends with but in christ they were my friend I would have never hung out with, I even, I was so stupid. I even told one of my friends, I was like, bro, if it wasn't for Jesus, I would not even be your friend. <laughs> like who says that? That's the yeah. dumbest, most arrogant, ridiculous thing to say to someone. But you know, you're just young and crazy and it was true, so I meant it, you know? <laughs> so somehow that validates the stupidity. But 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 I honestly experienced that like see, seeing things, yeah. you know, through new eyes, uh, pers- desiring things through a new heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at the type of you know girls that I would have been attracted to, and it's like, thank God I didn't marry a crazy person that would have liked a crazy version of me. Like that, that would have been yeah. really yeah. a bad move. And so, like as you learn to delight in the Lord, I I found that the desires of your heart change, and I I also have found in my own walk that how you see yourself changes because you see yourself as God sees you, mm-hmm. right? Which is being a delighted son. Yeah, mm-hmm. so someone that God loves yeah. and wants to be with. Yeah. And you know, like a lot of people in this life, they feel rejection from fathers mm-hmm. or mothers or abuse or neglect. And you know, neglect is abuse. And so they have broken relationships with authority figures or teachers or I mean, in 10th grade, my, my principal told me, just sign out, you're wasting your time. I mean, so it's like, I get it, you know, like I understand the rejection people may have felt, um, you know, whether it's a teacher or family or whatever, but the idea that the God that created the heavens and the earth would be willing to give everything for you, yeah. he would be willing to die rather than live without you, like that has to remove insecurity yeah. and insignificance mm-hmm. out of your mind and your heart like if you would get a revelation of the price that jesus paid then you would delight in him Mm -hmm. um and i found that in delighting him the desires of my heart changes my commitments change commit your way to him uh trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass he shall bring forth your righteousness as a light and your justice as a noonday rest in the lord and wait patiently for him um so here you see trust delight commit rest and this is that that right there is like the gospel yeah. and that is like saving faith from david in psalm 37 because your real commitment or your real conviction of faith brings you into the rest of the lord and so so in trusting you learn to delight in delighting you learn the right commitments and those commitments bring you into a place of rest and waiting patiently for him because you cannot do it in your own strength yeah 
So like as Monica is seeking the Lord and she's growing in intimacy with the Lord, the more she grows in intimacy with the Lord, the more she'll have clarity about her identity and her assignment. So, So to me, what God puts in your life and on your life grows as you spend time with him in his presence and in his word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the scene where uh, Jesus, right before he starts his ministry, he goes to the Jordan River and gets baptized. The first thing God says is, this is my beloved son with whom I am pleased. His identity is forged before he even begins his ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I think that from that identity, it leads to a life of delighting in the Lord through obeying him. You know, Jesus describes his ministry in one line. He says, I just do what my father says. Mm-hmm. And I think um, if, you, if you look up the light in the scripture, um, Psalm 48, I delight to do your will, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your law is within my heart. Romans seven twenty two, for I delight in the law of God in my inner being. So mm-hmm. when there's delight, there's a natural outflow of joyfully obeying the Lord. You yeah. seek his word. You, you, you love hearing his word and you like following it. There's a joy mm-hmm. to it. And, you know, what I love about God is before there's correction and discipline or maybe even just a consequence of something, he leads you with conviction. Yeah. And when you delight in the word, you're delighted to respond to that conviction. And, and, you know, and you're happy to follow because you know it's going to benefit you. You know it's going to add to your life. If you don't, you don't like hearing it or you, it's not a response of shame. It's a response of, okay, he's out for the best in me. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a joyful response yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's easy to delight in someone that always has your best interest at heart. Like if we realize that, like if we believe the simplicity of you have a God who is literally, it Psalms that says that his thoughts toward you more countless than the sand on the seashore which means it's a metaphor to say that god is always thinking about you david was a man who had great intimacy with the lord he knew that he was the apple of god's eye which means that god sees the world through the context of me god is always cognizant of where i am and what i'm going through Mm It's easy to delight in someone that yeah. delights in me. Yeah. It's easy to think about someone who thinks about me. It's easy to love someone who would rather mm-hmm. die than live without me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I have, I have a silly illustration too. Um, last week, Tina and I we were in Japan for a week, and one thing I love about this country is that, as far as infrastructure goes, everything just works. The trains are on time. The the, the doors open. Nothing's broken. Everything's flowing. It's a it's a packed packed it's just like new york city in terms of population but things flow and it moves and what i realize is oh everyone obeys the infrastructure in place so it's crazy if you 11 o'clock at night small little alleyway um street there's a red light there's a don't walk sign people don't walk they don't jaywalk they wait Hmm. they wait for the light to turn green and they start walking and even though you could just easily jaywalk and i remember telling tina like I'm gonna obey every single rule here because it just works. I'm I'm happy to obey the rules. So like, you can see all these uh, tourists like jaywalking stuff. I'm just like, nope, Tina. We're gonna just wait <laughs> wait for the green light and we're gonna walk. And there's like a joy in that because you know when you follow and everyone follows it, it adds to our life. Things benefit. Mm. There's a benefit to it, and that's, I kind of see that with the Lord too. Oh, it's like, good. yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah, Japan does work. <laughs> yeah. I've been there. It's I, it's incredible. It's like a, it's like you're going into the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where were you in Tokyo? Tokyo, Osaka, Kyoto. Yeah. So Tokyo is the biggest city in the world. Thirty-seven million people. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Thirty-seven. It's it's like three times. It's more than three times the size of New York City. Yeah, wow. Uh, Greater New York Tokyo is only area. Eight million it's or nine it's million. thirty-seven million Whoa. people. People are flowing. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah there's that's no, yeah. crazy. So that's interesting. So order really facilitates yeah. the flow. Yeah, yeah. And um, and now that's interesting. Now the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord, mm. and He delights in His way. Yeah. Mm. So God delights in the man who allows Him to lead Him. So mm-hmm. so if I allow God to lead me as my shepherd, right? He delights in that. Mm. Um. That, that's another thing that he delights in which which you touched it earlier it says this that my son despise not the chastening of the lord neither mm. be weary of his discipline for whom he loves he corrects just as a father the son in whom he delights mm. so one of the expressions of delight is discipline yeah and and i and i think that people misread discipline because either they were abused or they were neglected which is terribly unfortunate mm-hmm. because on the right side of discipline discipline gets the worst out of you mm-hmm. and the best from you mm-hmm. and that is what the enemy does not want because that is what glorifies god mm-hmm. and that is what provides you with the highest quality mm-hmm. of life that you can have in god when god invests in you and gets the full payment of that investment from you because you've become a mature son or daughter. Mm-hmm. You've been corrected. You've been encouraged. You've been discipled. You've been, you know, he's put his hand on that and, and he's healed you and helped you. Mm-hmm. And so the enemy tries to destroy yeah, people that. so that the best doesn't come from them because the best that comes from them is what actually gives glory to God mm-hmm. and reveals the hand of God on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that, like I think that if we're gonna talk about like delight to really know that God, as he disciplines us as a father or as he brings conviction and there's joy attached to it, it's it's actually to empower us to change mm-hmm. yep. so that we can live with everything he's already paid for. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, that's, again, yeah. good news. And you kicked it off with this point, but he delighted in us first. Mm-hmm. So we're not pursuing to be delighted, and mm-hmm. that's why we do things. It's out of being delighted, we delight back in him. So mm-hmm. it's a response. It's not a striving. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we got really got get it, get it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is um, one from Numbers uh, 14, 8. It says, if the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Mm. And so the, in, the initial generation did not go in. You know, But Joshua and Caleb, who wanted to follow God wholeheartedly, they were of another spirit. They had the right perspective. Mm-hmm. They could enter into the rest of faith. Yeah and to the abundance of promise. And so he delighted in them, mm-hmm. and he brought them into a land which flows with milk and honey. So one of the expressions of the delight of God is to bring you into a place where you can develop your potential and walk in prosperity. Mm-hmm. See, a land that flows with milk and honey, that is not, it's not like there's rivers of milk outside. That, that's, there's cows. Mm-hmm. They gotta be milked. Yeah. There's bees. The honey, you got you got to get it. You got to you know. So this potential the one of the expressions of the delight of God is he positions you for potential. Mm-hmm. But it has to be mined. It's like there's a great treasure in your life, 
but sin came, but choices came, but things happened to us and we did things and mm-hmm. now God has to come in and he chooses to come in and to bring healing mm-hmm. and to move in and to bring, and then, you know, and then in time, the treasure mm-hmm. that he put in you before the world began mm-hmm. will come forth from you, but you have to, you know, you have to position your heart for that. The same way he positioned them in that land to receive that. But that is an expression of God's delight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you guys this. Is delight like a feeling, like a joy, or is it different than a feeling? It is a feeling, but it's not only a feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would say about it is, so here it says if the Lord delights, it, it means if it takes pleasure. Um, it, it means also it's very interesting um, it's delight and it's desire. It means to be willing. It means to uh, inclined. Hmm. Um, pleasure, valuable. It also means matter, like hmm. matter. Like if I say hmm. you matter, so we do matter to God, and that's not just a, a you know a cute catchphrase. It's real, and God delights in us. And what I've what I've what I have found in my life and you will find this within the biblical text, is that you are refreshed by what you truly delight in. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Mm. You are refreshed by what you truly delight in, and what you truly delight in, you naturally have an inclining or leaning toward. Yeah. You don't have to be asked twice. You mm. you just kind of... yeah. That's what you want, and yeah. you, and so, and and the thing that is very dangerous in this generation is very dangerous when people don't really desire or want what they really need. Mm-hmm. When when I look at believers who have gone awry, or people who have gone astray, or people who are hurting their marriage or destroying their family, one of the one of the commonalities I see is that they do not desire what they need. Mm-hmm. And we have to allow the Lord to transform our desires because it's very easy when you desire the right thing. Mm. But when your desires are not correct and when you take delight in things that that are sinful, it really hurts you. Like one of the reasons I knew that I was straight up born again is because in the beginning I'm talking about, there were things that I would love to do and get pleasure in and I felt horrible about. And I'm like, wow, something <laughs> is really happening to me. Um, and, and and that's kind of like when, we're, when God transforms us, the things that we desire and delight in change. Yeah. And I think that we have to remember that in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. And at the right hand of God, there's pleasures forevermore. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to other things for joy or other things for pleasure, Mm -hmm. then that's that's gonna really hurt. You know, there are certain things that God has ordained for pleasure. Let's say you're married. God has ordained your wife or your, you know, that there is there is a level of pleasure there in that sacred space that is healthy and good and mm-hmm. God or it's God ordained like when God said be fruitful and multiply he activated the sex drive within humanity mm-hmm. so in the context of marriage that's beautiful it's it should better. be explored it should get better 
I mean, if you're like 96, I understand. <laughs> but if you're a reasonably healthy person, it should be something that if you're delighting in and you're pursuing one another, there should be something that is getting better, especially like anything that has to do with communication. Anything that has to do with communication should be getting better. Yeah. Um, and so I think that as we really connect with the Lord in the place of intimacy in the secret place, that I think that, that our communication with the Lord becomes more clear. I think that's happening in your life, uh, in Monica's life. I see that in her life that, you know, she has more clarity. She seems less, you know, back and forth, more steady, not yep. focused on the devil. You know, like, <laughs> that's like, right. like really like a solidness to you, you know, in just one year which I'm so proud of you and it really brings joy to my heart and then seeing you with your mother and together and just loving the Lord together is really is really special. But you know, I think that this is this is something that we really have to ask God to show us and ask him to reveal to us like God reveal your desire for me. Mm. Like God reveal the love of Christ yeah. to me. Because when that when you have the revelation of that yeah. It's natural to be supernatural. Mm -hmm. It's natural to do the right thing because you haven't. You are inclined toward doing what's right because mm -hmm. you know that you're loved, and so you're not. You're not playing games. It would be like this. Imagine seeing you know an American president eating out of a trash can. <laughs> you would never think that because you know that they have someone cooking for them at the White House, and they have a lot of money and a lot of power. And that that's what it looks like. You know when when the children when children of God. Yeah are messing with the devil and messing with trash. Mm. Yeah. It looks like a president eating out of a garbage can. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. And that's what, what happens. You know, you see people and they make choices and you're like just heartbroken. And part of learning to delight in the Lord is also learning the things that break God's heart. Mm. Yep. Because if you want to have an intimate relationship with God, then what matters to him has to matter to you. Yeah. And what matters to you matters to him. And that's that's part of the delight and the intimacy of God really aligning our hearts with His, and I think mm -hmm. that that's ultimately, you know, what Jesus demonstrated. You know, mm -hmm. a life of obedience fueled by joy, yeah. but but from intimacy. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what I was. You mentioned revel. It comes, you know, some of that comes from a revelation, and that's what I first thought of when you posed that question, DK. Like, you know. Is it just a feeling, delighting in the Lord? Like, what is it? And I mm -hmm. think, you know, it's a it's a revelation of who He is. It's being able to see Him clearly, um, and it's also, I think, like a mindset and a posture of the heart, like a connection between the two. Like the Lord's been speaking to me a lot about that heart and mind connection, and how like my heart can get dirty basically by what I allow into my mind. You know, which yeah. seems really basic, but like you learn that, you know, through through living that mm -hmm. and you know through like hitting a wall and me being like oh dang well i'm still meditating on this or i'm still having the enemy plant a certain thought in my mind and yeah. i'm acting as if this is me when i have to say no that's not me that's a lesser thing and i'm above that yeah. you know so um it's beside the point but um i think yeah it's a revelation of who god is it's being it's able to see him clearly um being able to understand his character 
in the beginning of this year, um, I went on like, um, I, I took a few days to fast and to spend the time with the Lord when I had off from work. And um, I mean, firstly, like the Lord was just showering me in his love. And it was just such a deeper revelation of, of his heart and of his love for me. And I really needed that. And he also said to me very clearly, I'm so glad that you're seeing me for who I am because for so long I had this, you know, God with a gavel in his hand and that's just what defined him. And yes, he is our great judge, but that's not it. There are so many more things that he is. And I think, um, again, like that delight in the Lord comes from um, just growing in love for him in, in time spent with him and seeing so many of the different facets to his personality and his character. One thing that I've been... Um, doing um lately to really get myself in a posture of worship is just listing out everything that god is like god you're so good like god you're so merciful god you're so wise god you're so patient like god you're so generous so you mean like focusing on him not just you exactly and then i've had a you know i've heard you um a pastor you know say this and you know many other wise uh men and women of god say this and it's just like the more that you focus on yourself like mm -hmm. obviously the easier it is anyone sits there i think it was you who said this like anyone sits there and for 15 minutes and just thinks about all of their inadequacies and mistakes and this and that and you know i don't know misery uh, yeah and, and the things that you want that you don't have exactly it's just like of course you're gonna be upset like that can drive anyone into a depression so it's just like for me it's been learning and to to more quickly check myself because I know that when I'm starting to feel a little bit more anxious or more down or, you know, um, or, or even like other things like comparison is rising up in me, you know, I'm feeling jealous, feeling dissatisfied, feeling angsty, feeling ungrateful. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like mm. that's an immediate like like it's like a meter going yep. off, like saying like you have not spent enough time um, with your eyes on God and you have not tuned into his heart. And um, I think it's, uh, I was going to quote that as well, Pastor, like uh, Psalm 16, like um, I'm reading out the KJV, KJV um, club here. Um, <laughs> though, no, I, I just got an ESV study Bible, so I don't know how people you feel about that. Cavernous Bible. But, uh, <laughs> I support you. But um, <laughs> I know ZK was going with the, with the, I support this. Listen, I'm, I'm um, KJV and KJV and ASV when I need help. Um, we that love will, all of God's people. 1611 in Psalm, uh, that will show me the path of life in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. And I think um, in the process of dying to our flesh is also dying to worldly desires, right? Like I relate to Pastor a lot coming from a very hedonistic lifestyle where, you know, if I wanted to go buy an eighth and smoke a blunt, I'm going to do that. If I want to go to the club and party, I want to do that. I want to go, you know, fornicate with somebody, I'm going to do it. Like it was not a question, you know, I just did what I wanted all the time. And it's just like when then when you come to the Lord, you know, the world paints it as it's just a long list of no's but when you start to grow with him you realize that it's actually like the handbook to life and that you're gaining so much more from all those things you're now saying no to and even as someone who for the most part lives a pretty holy life like I've had to learn through that with like the music that I listened to like during the summertime it was hard I was hearing the bad bunny blasting out the car past my house and I'm like 
I want to listen to this new album. You know, like even recently, the Lord's been convicting me. There is like this podcast that came up on my YouTube and it's hilarious, but it's like they be sometimes really getting into some raunchy jokes and, you know, talking about stuff that is just so not my lifestyle and what I want to hear. And like, I've had to just be quick to turn it off, you know, when they start getting into that kind of subject matter. So it's just like, it's like little things like that, that it's like, I'm just like, I don't want to, like, I just picture God with me listening to what I'm listening to, mm. you know, like seeing everything that I'm doing, you know, and it's just like, what would he think about that? Like, mm. and then. the fear of the Lord. Exactly. The it's the fear of the Lord. And then. Um, and just, it's the beginning of wisdom. Exactly. It's like co-signing also like the obedience thing. Like, it, I feel like a few months ago, the Lord spoke to me so loudly he it was like he was next to me so loudly telling me to do something and I did not do it I tried and I did not do it I was like this is too hard like I don't want to do this and it's like of course you know I've had to go through you know the guilt and da 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 of that and I don't I feel free from that guilt and shame but what I say to God at this point is like God I really don't want to do that again because I love you too much and I know that you're not telling me something for no reason. You're telling me something because there's life at the mm -hmm. end of that, yep. you know? So, um, so yeah, I think, you know, delighting yourself in the Lord is also like not being afraid of like suffering and doing uncomfortable things. Um, and now I'm at a point where I'm just like, God, break me! <laughs> I, I think I've been doing it a little too much. Like my prayers have just been like, like I'm just like I'm just like Lord, like do what you have to do. I'm like bring the famine, bring the plague. Like I'm just like no, let not say this out loud. But I've just been like God, like if I really need to go through it, like just put me through it because like I am tired of who I used to be. I'm tired even some days of who I am now, and I'm just wow. like God, like I just want to be the person you created me to be, and you've told me what you want to do with me mm -hmm. and like my heart breaks you know um for the people that you called me to minister to like my heart even breaks for the enemies that i have right now and the many more that are probably to come like my heart breaks for them you know like i want to see the fullness of what you have ordained in this time come to pass so it's just like god like do what you have to do like i don't even care like i'm so oh oh my gosh a little mouse just okay hood church um anyway Ooh. And that's where we're at, guys. Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> so in our church tonight, we've seen a mouse and we've seen a roach. This roach drowned in anointing oil. It's olive oil, but it nevertheless that same oil destroyed the yolk and killed the roach. That dead roach is in the olive oil. So Monica, but we Monica, still delight in the Lord. We still delight in the Lord. Drowning in that oil. <laughs> We said, Lord, give us the oil. We want to drown in it. <laughs> but you know what? You know what's really interesting just about this whole delighting thing? That Monica, what she's saying is really is really a profound thing. Yeah. Because she's saying that even in her Christian experience, she's come to the end of herself. And I have learned this in my life that when you are at the end of yourself, is where really you tap into the strength of God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that you're going to experience real supernatural stuff yep. because mm -hmm. it takes a lot for God to get someone to that place. And it seems that he's got you there pretty quickly. And I, I think what's interesting is that in the context of you delighting in the Lord, 
you're also welcoming the dealings of God. Mm -hmm. And you see that in David because David is like, search me and try me in the same context of him saying like, your thoughts toward me are more countless than the sand on the seashore. So if you know that God loves you and thinks about you and cares for you, you gotta let him search you and deal with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's some people that are listening to this that God is really calling you spiritually to grow up. Spiritually, you're like an adolescent. You're like a teenager. You know, you may be 38, 42, 51, but spiritually you're like 15. And you know, you're you're sincere, but you're not self-aware. You know, you're and and God wants to grow you cuz he loves you and he's so committed to you and he's so committed to forming his son in you and transforming you and um as you spend time with him, you learn to trust him, you commit to him and you rest in him. He will finish the work that he began in you. Amen. So I just wanted to encourage you with that and just remind you, you know, just two things that you can be confident in. Number one, that he who began a good work in you will finish it, and, you know, and he will complete it until the day he comes, you Amen. know, until the day that Jesus comes. And also that he will perfect that which concerns you. So Amen. he'll finish what he did in you and he will perfect and mature the things that surround you and concern you. And so I speak that over you in the name of Jesus. And uh, thanks for listening. And again, you know, if this has blessed you, please share it. Like, you know, spread the, spread the love. Adam Levecki here. On behalf of DK Kim and I, we want to thank you for listening to the Be Transformed podcast. If you found this helpful, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. Thanks again for listening to Be Transformed.